This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. and I are going to settle back, folks, and we hope you will here on this edition of Kelly and Remy for the next little bit. We have uh, a, a wonderful guest, a wonderful speaker who's going to be joining us for the Chatty Bookshelf today, uh, someone who I've heard do a very on-point uh, discussion at a reunion I was at for my broadcast class. So I'm, I'm going to let the man himself, Ryan Huey, in here and let him get to the introductions today as we bring on the Chatty Bookshelf. entire library could fit inside your pocket. I'm Ryan Huey. This is the Chatty Bookshelf, where we talk audiobook trends, news, and author interviews. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Kelly and Brock. Uh, thank you uh, again. And uh, just before we begin, I just wanted to let you know with Valentine's Day, only a couple of days in the rear view of Audible and all of audiobooks.com, wherever you get your ebooks or your audiobooks, have sales on all kinds of romance titles. So for those romance lovers, uh, go out there and, and get them while, while they last and while they're on sale. But now, the most important part, have I got a guest for you. This He is the producer and the host of my one of my favorite podcasts right now called Uncharted, Crime, Murder, and Mayhem in the Music Industry, and it's fantastic. He might be most known for, uh, sorry, might, might be most known for his, um, his radio show called The Ongoing History of New Music, and he's been influential across so many so many radio stations uh, across Canada and he's been on the air since 1980 and he's not going anywhere but has he got a story for you welcome in chatty bookshelf lovers the Mr. Man himself Alan Cross how are you Alan and thank you for joining us welcome I'm a huge audiobook consumer I mean ridiculously huge so this is kind of fun Oh, that's amazing. I, I'm always glad to hear. Maybe I'll have to, you know, we'll have to chat about some recommendations and then I'll bring them here and, and let everyone know. But uh, I'll, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Uncharted. So for the the people, the, the audience out there that might not have uh, tuned in, uh, can you give us maybe 25 second or 30 second? I know it's going to be difficult synopsis of uh, what, what, what uh, you got going on there with uh, Uncharted, the great podcast. Actually, it's it's not that complicated at all. The true crime genre is the biggest in the podcasting world. So I wanted to get a piece of that. So Uncharted, Crime and Mayhem in the Music Industry, is all about the intersection of crime, true crime, and also music. So <laughs> the music industry is a very, very swampy place, and a lot of weird things have happened over the decades. And this podcast examines some of the things that have happened and the characters that made it happen and the people that paid the price. I've listened and tuned into every single episode so far, and my favorite is about the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Uh, what was it like uh, such an, uh, studying such an iconic moment in music history? Uh, how, how did you go about you know, choosing that episode and, and doing uh, all of the research for that? Well, this was brand new, so I started with the things that I knew a little bit more about, and one of the things I, I knew quite a bit about was the Leonard Skinner plane crash in October 1977, because I was around back then, I was a Leonard Skinner fan, and I remember the reports on television and on radio, 
And I thought, okay, if, if we're going to do something that involves, I don't know if there's crime involved in that particular one, but there's certainly a lot of mayhem, which made it uh, certainly uh, a, a viable topic for the for the program. And, you know, the deeper you get into it, the weirder the story becomes. I mean, here's a, a rock band at the height of their powers who gets on a rickety aircraft uh, with a couple of pilots who didn't bother, bother to check the fuel levels and um, weren't exactly concerned <laughs> concerned about safety on a bunch of different levels. And and this this plane goes down in a swamp, and a number of people died. The pilots and three members of the band, and some people in the crew. And there were a lot of horrific injuries there. And then when people right at found the height that, of them, at the yeah. at the height of Leonard Skinner too, as well. That's uh, yeah, that's it's, and, it's, it's one of my favorites for sure. And when when people heard about the plane crash, uh, they came out of the the Mississippi uh, hinterlands, and 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 basically looted the plane and what was left, including purses and wallets. It's just a crazy story. And there's your crime, right? If you're looking for crime, maybe we're, we're just looking in the wrong places there. But uh, just building on that a little bit more, uh, so all of your episodes uh, are about half an hour to the 45-minute range. And I don't want you to give away any secrets, but uh, you know, including research and producing it and getting it up on podcatchers everywhere. Uh, how, how long does it usually take for you to, to kind of go from nothing to a finished product kind of thing well the program comes out every two weeks and each script is somewhere between four thousand and five thousand words which is a lot um so i would say that the whole thing each episode takes me uh 10 or 12 hours i think something along those lines wow. now that doesn't count, that doesn't count the stuff that i'm that i'm gathering the research that i'm gathering um, you know, between shows, because I'm always looking for information. I'm always looking for topics. And that means, you know, having to write, uh, read a book or to dig into some magazine archives or something like that, which I will do when I have a moment long before I actually start running the program. And what I tend to do is write the show and then go back and augment certain parts, add additional information, create additional imagery, that kind of thing. So I, I fill it out after I've written the first draft, and that's what everybody gets to hear. And that kind of, uh, I've, I've had some uh, narrators for audiobooks, some audio performers there, and they said it's about, uh, for every hour they have to record, it's about eight hours, so story checks out there. Um, and in our audience, we might have some young folks or some old folks in, in the audience that uh, really want to get in the podcast or the radio industry. What's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you started out in uh, 1980, if you can narrow it down to one? Well, the issue is that radio has changed a dr dramatically since over the last 44 years. And that's because back in the day, radio was one of the few entertainment choices you had. You had movies, you had television with a limited number of cable channels. You could go to the mall or maybe read a book or a magazine. That that was pretty much it. There was no social media. There were no um, there was no internet. There were uh, video games were something that you paid a quarter for at the arcade that you had to leave the house to play. Um, so radio had a larger share of ear in the early 1980s than it does today. There's so much competition for it. What I can tell you is that radio is still very powerful, very popular, very profitable. It's just not, it's just not the same as it was 
44 years ago because of the way things changed. Now, would I have changed anything? No. Um, I'm pretty pleased and grateful and lucky for the way things have turned out for me. So I don't know if there is anyone, anything I would tell my younger self to be out to, to look out for simply because, um, it is an industry that that involves some bobbing and weaving. I would have probably learned more about computers sooner than I did. And I would probably have kept a closer eye on the internet when it first popped up in the mid-1990s than I did. I mean, okay. a little bit, but we didn't do it enough. Uh, and I'm speaking as the, the industry as a whole kind of caught us off guard. All right, that, that's a wonderful uh, response, and I hope that uh, others will will take that to heart and, and go out there and get their podcast on because it, it's wonderful to to get all of these new ones out there. But uh, as a music lover, uh, you have your your website, the Journal of, of All Musical Things. Uh, am I allowed to ask for any favorites? And instead of you know, hey, what's your favorite song or band? You know, what about what's your favorite uh, iconic moment in history? If you could choose one, or what's your favorite era of music? If you could, if you could choose. I would say there was a period between 1989 and 1995 that's my favorite because if you were into alternative music, new music at the time, every day there was it seemed that there was a new song, a new band, a new album, new scene, new sound that you had to learn everything about. It was an incredibly fertile time. And uh, it was very, very exciting because not only did we have the music coming out, we had things changing in terms of um, popular culture. You know, Lollapalooza came along and Generation X started exerting their influence. And it was just a pretty cool time to be involved in, in, in music. So that's my favorite era. Although I will tell you this, every generation has a biological right to believe that the music of their youth is their greatest, is the greatest music of all time. So for me, that would be growing up in the in the 1970s and and all the music that was coming out back then. Because when you are young, you use music as a way to figure out who you are. And once you figure out who you are, you then use music to demonstrate and broadcast to the world who you've become as a human being. And you might choose a different team. You might be a country kid, a pop kid, a goth kid, a punk kid, a metal kid, whatever it is. But this music becomes an essential part of your ID. And um, so with me, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the late 70s that would involve Van Halen and Pink Floyd and Deep Purple and all that kind of stuff that uh, I will still go back to simply because that's 14-year-old that's me, 15-year-old me, 16-year-old me, um, trying to I think we out. all revisit that. Yeah, because I'm the same way and I must be getting old. And uh, yeah, I, you can't go wrong with any of Van Halen, that's for sure. No, no. Well, you can. You can if it's Sammy Hagar. Sorry, I'm a David Lee Roth guy. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, so you have no shortage of accomplishments and things that we should be celebrating uh, with your your radio shows, your career in radio, your your podcast, the uh, exhibition at the sci the Science Center that you helped uh, uh, you know curate and and were hugely influ influential on. But what comes next? What's what's uh, can you give us any insight as to the Uncharted or uh, is there anything else well you got? What kind of other works you got on the go? Uncharted is in the process of being optioned for a TV series. 
which would be pretty cool. It's still very much in the discussion phase, but uh, that's certainly on the table. There's another program that deals with music history uh, and history period uh, that is also on the table. There is another TV show uh, that deals with artists and their first big hits that is being bandied about by some people on both sides of the Atlantic. But I think the next thing that's going to happen for me is I've been hired tentatively to be the music researcher on a Hollywood feature film that will involve the Kent State Massacre of May of 1970. So, um, Or Dead in it, Ohio, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Yeah, where it starts. So, uh, yeah, 2024 promises to be a, a, a pretty busy time outside of just doing radio and podcasts, which will continue. Uh, there, the, there's no question. Radio and podcasts are the things that, uh, that pay the bills, but, right. uh, I'm always looking for, for new and interesting things to do. And people have approached me with these projects and it's like, you bet, yeah. let's get it up. No. And you know what? I, I could sit here and chat with you. I have so many uh, questions we didn't even get to, but I just really wanted to, we're unfortunately out of time and I wanted to thank you. And you are now a honored uh, member of the chatty bookshelf, uh, we'll call it society or guest list. And uh, just, you're welcome back anytime. If you want to tell people where they can get their hands on, uh, well, uh, you can get your hands on uncharted anywhere. Uh, that you get your podcast from but uh, if you have handles that you want to follow alan on uh, if you want to you know, shout those out because uh, i know i follow you on on twitter sure twitter x whatever elon musk must right. ruin. yes uh it's <laughs> at alan cross a-l-a-n-c-r-o-s-s -S. i have a uh, my email is alan at alancross.ca i answer every email myself there's uh, the ongoing history of new music uh which is a podcast uncharted we talked about and uh, I also have a website, a journal of musical things.com. And from there, you can get to my Facebook page and Instagram and whatever else I feel I need to do with social media. Well, thank you so much. Everybody check out Uncharted, the podcast. I, you won't regret it. I mean, if they're making it into a TV show, then that's uh, that's just like our audiobooks that are made into movies. They don't just choose anything. They, they got something good here. So thank you so much, Alan. I really appreciate the time. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely fantastic, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, Alan Cross, producer and the host of Uncharted Podcast, joining Ryan Huey today on our chatty bookshelf. Absolutely tremendous. Thank you. Go back, check it out via the podcast if you if you have to, but certainly you got a lot of handles there, a lot of great content to enjoy from Alan Cross. Uh, coming up after the break on the program, let's revisit and weigh in on conversations from the past week. We do it. We call it Cut for Time. Beth Deere will join Brock and I, and we'll hit that off for you in two minutes. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.